Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes. We'll be looking ahead to the trip to Highbury uh, to take on Fleetwood Town. Joining me on the pod to do just that. First off, a man who now finally has internet in his own house. Nathan, welcome to the 21st century. How are you? Absolute scenes, mate. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, got internet. It's all working. Um, we had a... Well, I had... I was going to say we. I had a little bit of digger. Uh, Gillingham fans the other week and <laughs> come to bite me in the bum when he mugged me right off after the game yeah. but it's all banter isn't it and um, it's, it's not my fault he's still if he's got in it but yeah no um, all good mate busy as usual uh, yeah, nice to but... be able to log on and all that jazz but, but now with, with what you boast in internet you know you, you now lack in hair yeah 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 I've uh, I've, had the, I've had the covid cut <laughs> Nathan's shaved his own head and he looks absolutely brilliant and he's made the mistake of sending me a picture which will be uh, finding its way onto uh, Twitter shortly uh, oh, also, joining us, <laughs> also joining us uh, on the pod this week is Welshie Wallin how you doing Tom? I'm alright yeah still got my hair so yeah. and well, still got my yeah. internet so in, in a way in a way now that Nathan's bald does that remind you a bit of Johnny Williams and does it make you miss him even more? Uh, I mean it's a step down if I'm being completely honest but uh <laughs> Yeah, I suppose I could think of it that way. Uh, excellent stuff. So uh, on uh, this evening's big match preview, then we will, of course, uh, be looking ahead to that trip up to Fleetwood with the Addicts need to get back on track after the defeat uh, against Gillingham last week. We'll hear from Lee Bowie looking ahead uh, to that game. Of course, we've got a few tweets and emails to read out as well. Plenty of views to share uh, on the show. Also from Bo, we'll hear some injury updates like uh, Jake Forsakaski, Ryan Innes, uh, Akin Fame. We want to know a little bit more about them. Uh, and also Bo does dis- sort of discuss today during press day he's the, the home form, you know, where we are with that still and uh, and perhaps why we're, we're struggling to, to, to get results at the Valley. So I thought it'd be an interesting to have a little uh, bit of discussion about that uh, as well. So uh, let's go straight into it, shall we? Fleetwood uh, up at Highbury on Saturday for the Addicts. Um, obviously, we're going to be without Chuck Sinika. He was sent off during that game uh, with Gillingham uh, over the weekend. He'll be suspended. So during press day today, uh, Terry Aspo, if Connor Washington will be starting alongside Jaden Stockley for the game uh, up at Fleetwood, much like they did uh, against Milton Keynes a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, obviously Connor's back fit now. So um, there's we've got three strikers now to, to choose from. So... Um, yeah, we're, we'll see how they go over the next couple of days. Um, but Connor, obviously, he was out for a little bit. So we have to manage him, if you like. So, uh, but yeah, Connor done well when we played him away. Uh, when we played him at home, sorry. So, yeah, it's good to have him back. It must it's, be a game you, you can be confident about, though, bearing in mind uh, our away form. 
Um, and the fact that, uh, you know, we are, if you take, even if the Gillingham game you mentioned before, we could have been 3-0 up before they had a sniff. Um, after the, the first sort of goal quarter's cold. But uh, does that give you com- the team confidence going up to, to Fleetwood, knowing how, how well we've played away from home, even without somebody like Chuck's inside? Yeah, we're, we're always confident, Terry. We always, like... In training every day, you, you see, like I see the players, and, and we do a lot of good things. So uh, whenever we go into any game, home or away, we 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 honestly believe that, that we can win it. I put out a team that that, that, that should win the game. So um, so yeah, we're, like I said before, I don't think we're doing much wrong. The players don't need lifting too much because they recognise it. They're not silly. They've played the game long enough to to recognise that they're not doing much wrong. So, um, they know they're a good side. And, yeah, we're, we're Miss Chucks, but we've also got other people in the squad that, that can step up. I think Jaden showed that the weekend. Um, scored again. Um, was unlucky with, with another chance or two. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going up there in, in, in good shape and good confidence. And, uh, yeah. It's going to be a tough game. You have to respect them. They're a good sign. They've got good players. But, but so have we. Fleetwood have Josh Morris, who's a player that's pretty well reported, at least the club was interested in bringing in on, on deadline day. Are you sort of wary of him as, as a player to come up against now, considering that you may have wanted to bring him in? Um, he's a player that I've liked for years. Um I remember when I first came to the club as, as a coach and he scored them two goals away from home, left foot, right foot. And uh, he, he has some good talent. He can hurt you as an individual, not just by scoring, but also assisting. So, got a lovely left foot. Yeah, he's someone that we, we'll have to watch if, if he plays or comes off the bench. So, um, yeah, but I like him as a player. I think he's, he's very good. So... Like I said, Fleetwood have got a lot of good players. Um, they they pushed the boat out in the summer in the last two years, really, since since we went up. They pushed the boat out and, and spent a lot of money in, in trying to get promotions. So, um, but they've got a lot of good players like him. So it's not just him we've got to watch. There's, there's a few more as well. Lee Bo, you're looking ahead to the game with Fleetwood Town. So, I mean, it's Nathan, I don't think, like, you know, how often have we said now that we need to go on a run uh, and it needs to start <laughs> soon? So, hey, we're a better place to start than Fleetwood. I mean, a better place to start would have been uh, probably, I don't know, about three months ago. But we're a better place to start than Fleetwood. Well, yeah, I think it'd probably end up coming to the penultimate game of the season and we'll just start winning a game or one or two games and we go, oh, we're on the run now. But, yeah, no, the season's finished. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, well documented with um, the so-called run that, you know, that that we're due to have um, coming up, up against teams that are in the, the lower half of the table. Um, it just shows that you're not necessarily going to win them all, like we found out after 30 seconds on Saturday. Um but yeah, every time's a good good way to um, start a run. You look at the. I'm still not looking at the top six because until the the, the game start leveling out, I don't think it's there's so much so so many sort of instances that can happen or what can't happen. 
once we start coming to around about the same amount of games as when I'll look at it. So I think Accrington went in there yesterday, Sunderland went in there on Saturday in the top six, that is. And um, it's just going to change. I need that you, you've got the teams play, you've got Hull and Donny playing each other this week. So it's all going to change. And I just think when we, if we can do this so-called winning run, because you look around, you know, you look at the squad, we've got the players to do it. It's just that consistency and trying to shore it up at the back a little bit because we're obviously shooting ourselves in the foot and conceding the first goal. But we've got the we've got the tools to do it. We just need to go out and do it. What you don't want to do is leave it too late, and it'll only that we'll run out of games because that's what it's going to come down to. We've still got quite a few left. Don't get me wrong, but we're going to run out of a game soon if we don't start getting this four, five, six game winning run on the started. Yeah, and and um. <sighs> Again, Tom. Obviously, we we have to bounce back from a defeat. Um, that that Gillingham game. Uh, I mean, Bo did say uh, we had our chances in it, and we had spells. And I think he he certainly blames the red card of Chooks and Ek. But of, and again, I mean, how many times have we had to say this? The reaction's important because I mean, if we if we really get sucked into a two or three games now again without winning, then that I think that will effectively just end our season. So I mean, it's 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 getting into borderline must win territory pretty much every time we play now for me. Yeah, I, I wonder if we're already past it. I mean, obviously, we've got enough games to make the playoffs. And I think it was only a week ago, maybe two weeks, that I was saying, you know, I haven't given up hope yet. Um, but after Gillingham, I, I have started to feel very slightly different in that I kind of the more I thought about it, the more I realised that the performances haven't been largely different between the the wins and the defeats, which does put a, a little bit of it down to, to bad luck. Um, which I know uh, an article Benji Nurek put out kind of echoes that. But the I think what all that kind of leads me to think at this point in time is we're just probably not a good enough side to to make the playoffs, particularly when we're having a bit of bad luck. I think we probably need things to go our way to be good enough to get into that, certainly the top two and, and probably the top six. And I think too often this season, unfortunately, luck has, has not gone our way. And... Of course, errors have played a part as well. I'm not just suggesting we've been unlucky, but I just think probably we're a, a, an eighth or ninth best team in this division at the moment. And even the wins that we've had, I, I don't think we've been any better in our performances than, than the defeats, apart from the occasional sloppy mistake or the occasional worldy goal at the other end. And it's a shame and it's frustrating, um, but that's where kind of I see us now and I think you referenced it in the opening to the show that it feels a little bit like we have two podcasts that we do at the moment. We either come the back off the back of a win and say, right, we now need to put a run on together or we come off the back of a defeat and say, well, we need to bounce back. And that's basically our default over the past few weeks. And you look at our last four games, we've been win, loss, win, loss. Um, so that, that kind of adds up. Um, and that inconsistency, unfortunately, is going to be our downfall. Again, of course, we've got enough games to make the playoffs. I just don't think we've got the consistency in our team to do it. Um, and obviously, if we have, I'll be I'll be chuffed. Um, but that kind of leads on to the whole bow you're out stuff, which I know that the guys talked about, or you guys talked a lot about uh, at the weekend. For me, he needs a summer under under Thomas. He needs next season. Um, and at that point, if the inconsistency, if the issues are still there, then then you have that conversation. But for me at the moment, it's about trying to make the most of this season. And who knows, maybe we will scrape playoffs. Maybe we'll go on a good run and, and make it. 
Um, but if we don't, it's about being realistic. Uh, Bo has already said we're going to have a big turnaround of personnel in the summer once again. But from that point on, if Thomas is serious, then that's the point that the stability really starts. Um, so it's all a bit doom and gloom, I think, from from me at the moment. But like I say, I'm trying to remain positive and trying to just enjoy each game as it comes. But the fact is, we're we're just a bit of a bang average side to me, uh, and it's taken the last couple of results to really make me kind of feel that way. Um, but but yeah, that's kind of where I am at the minute. Um, but having said that, you know, I'll still watch Saturday, and and hopefully we do get a, a good result. Well, just just staying with you then, Tom. I mean, are you writing this season off? Then is that is that what you're saying? You, you don't think we're good enough to get into the playoffs? I'm not writing us off, but I also don't think we're good enough. Um, and what that might contradict for a lot of people, but it wouldn't surprise me if we just limp into that top six. Because one thing that I have been consistent on this season is the state of the league itself. I don't think any team is particularly that good. I know Hull put five past Wigan the other day, but. I think you referenced it yourself, didn't it? Wasn't there like a 13-goal swing from the last time those two sides played? So I haven't seen any team that we've played and thought they were good. I think we've either been unlucky or we've been played, made silly mistakes. And of course, those mistakes form part of the game. So no, I haven't written us off, but I'm certainly not optimistic about us getting to the playoffs now. And I think if we did get there, we, I don't know, I feel a little bit fortunate. I don't think we're good enough to get there. I don't think we deserve to get there. Um, but if we do, obviously, I'm not going to not gonna complain. Um, so, no, I haven't written us off entirely. But I'm certainly not expecting us to get there now. I just don't think the consistency is there. I don't think we've been good enough. Um, and although there is enough games left technically to get the points, I just can't see us putting a run together now, which three or four weeks ago I maybe thought that we would. Um, so, yeah, uh, probably... I. I just don't see it happening, but hey, I'm not the manager. You know, I can't predict the future. So who knows? I'm not. I'm not giving up all hope yet. Mm, that's that's a really interesting point that, that, that Tom makes there, Nathan. I ask you maybe the same question then, because mm. I mean, Tom Tom speaks about you know, I, and I remember thinking this during that six game winning run that we had, sort of in the in, in the mid early part of the season, that we we were never really blowing teams away. We were just fairly solid and, and then taking our chances when they came. Um, we feel like a, a different side from them to now in terms of like we're, we're not solid at the back, you know, particularly at home. Yeah, away, I think we've kept three well, clean sheets in the last four. Uh, at home, we haven't been that side yet. But I, I feel like, and I'd, I'd have to check the, what the goal ratio in terms of score goal scored is, but I feel like we, we, we pose more of an attacking threat now. I feel like we create more chances, but we've just lost that, that, that solid base that we used to have. So... Uh, that's why I'm still clinging on to a bit of hope that we just need to fix one part. We just need to fix that defence. And, you know, it, clearly easier said than done because I've been saying it for weeks now and it hasn't happened. Um, I, it's happened in a couple of away games as well, I guess. So may, may, maybe that's why I'm clinging on to it because I've seen it in games. But Nathan, I mean, Tom's gone quite bold there and said he doesn't think we're going to make playoffs. Are, are you in that... Are you in? Are you of that mindset yet? I mean, you're you're not looking at the table yet, which is fair. No. But at the same time, you know, I am. We're we're one point outside the playoffs. Sorry, two points outside the playoffs currently. Uh, obviously, the two teams above us have games in hand, so it's not out the question that we, we let, let let's guess and say we'll be four or five points outside the playoffs when everyone's added up. If we're lucky, you know, it's still doable, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I understand obviously where Tom's coming from completely. Um, for me, maybe it is because I'm not looking at the table as much 
Um, you know, if anything, really, I think I saw it today because I was doing something else. But um, I think the people around us got games in hand. But how many of those are playing each other? Both of them can't get points. Um, I just think for me, the, the couple of seasons ago when we went up, albeit we had that late surge at the end of the year, I can envisage us. I can envisage us putting a run together, but I can. It wouldn't surprise me if we leave it too late and we just miss out. Um, but I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that's happened. I still think we'll make playoffs, um, but I don't know. It's the hope that kills you, right? I think the difference between the last time in League One and this time, because uh, I've I, we're so inconsistent, and Tom summed it well. We, you you just don't know what side's going to turn up. And I think if we all sit here and go, yeah, I know we've had the injury problems, etc. Um, but it, would you be able to name your best eleven or the starting eleven back in League One when we went up? You knew it was, you know, Billick at the base, or you know, you'd go into a free, and then you'd have, you know, Cullen there, you know, Lyle there, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas now I'm looking at it, going, I don't even know who's going to start. Like, I don't even know what our best eleven is. I can try and pick it, but how many times has that have they played together? That best eleven, and so it's difficult because you know that there's there's a team in there. It just depends on how quickly gonna, they're going to gel. And I know there's some people want Bowyer out, and you know I've always said that. You know that's fair enough. We, you know this show never shies away from voicing all opinions, and I can understand why they're getting frustrated. But what I always think back to is. Back when Bowyer was going to leave, or he's linked with other jobs, when we were under the, you know, the circus we had before, people were going, "Oh, don't go! You know, just wait until it's all sorted out. Give him a couple of transfer windows, and he'll sort it out." Blah blah blah. And then now, when we've we're in a bit of bother, because yeah, things ain't rosy at the moment in terms of our form. But the first sort of time, he's now got the chance to try and build something. Which both windows were a bit rushed, and we were under a cap which shouldn't have existed. We're now going, oh, you know, he's not the right one. So I just think we've got to give it a little bit. And if I'm totally honest, if we don't go up this year, I'll be gutted, of course I would. But I'm not actually that that bothered, you know, because I just think Bowyer needs a good window. And if he can put the building blocks, building blocks, building blocks in place for, um, for the remainder of this year, and then we're going to a summer where he's got a bit more time, I think that'll suit us better, but I'm I'm not losing hope yet. I still think we'll be all right, but if we lose on Saturday, <laughs> we'll probably lose for the next four weeks and I'll still go, yeah, we've still got a chance. But that's how crazy this league is because no one's running away with it. So, um, yeah, because, you know, Fleetwood were going to them. They beat Donny a couple of weeks ago and Donny have won nine on the bounce or ten on the bounce and they lost their last three. It's just a crazy league, so anything can happen. Yeah, certainly is. I mean, yeah, we we are officially looking ahead to the Fleetwood game. So let, let, let's have some discussion. Um, first of all, about us. I mean, Chucks and EK's not playing. So Terry did ask a question at the start of that Bowyer clip, which was ages ago now, um, about whether Connor Washington will be starting alongside Jaden Stockley. And obviously there's, there's Ronnie Schwartz as well. We'll hear from Bowyer a bit on Ronnie uh, later on in the show. But I mean, Connor sort of coming back into that side, I, I think you'd probably fancy him to start that game alongside Jaden, Tom. Um, you know, he's, he's been a bit of a forgotten man over the last few weeks, Connor. We need to, you know, he's our second highest goal scorer. He's, he's been, you know, a hard worker for us. He can have quiet games, sure, like the rest of them. But, you know, I think I think he's been a, a fairly decent acquisition for us. 
yeah, I was going to say, I, I certainly haven't forgotten about him. I've, I don't know if I've maybe thought more of him than than the average fan, but I've been really impressed. Um, you know, he's got a lot of goals, and I don't necessarily think he's got the praise he deserves. As you say, he's had the odd quiet game, but you look at our form as we spoke about earlier, and you know where we are in the table. I think you could say that about a lot of players. Um, I've been really, really impressed with him since he's come in. Uh, and and if he's fit and can start, then I'd have absolutely no problems with that. Obviously, Chucks is going to be a big miss, but Jaden has been fantastic since coming in. Uh, Connor has got a lot of goals for us so far, uh, a lot in, in the context of what the team have got. Um, and obviously, we'll talk about Ronnie a bit later, so, so I'll leave that. And with Chucks not there, I, for me, if you're going to play the two up front, then then that's probably who you go with, um, you know. And, and that's probably the formation we have to go with now. You know, we haven't got Johnny, we haven't got Marcus Madison, so you can't really play two of them and a Liam Miller. I suppose you could potentially play Liam and, and Jayasimi and, and maybe somebody in a number 10, but I don't really know which of the others in there would do it. I don't see like an Albi or a, a Shinny playing that role necessarily. Um, so I think we are, are primarily looking at two up front and, and they're obviously the two that we've got. So... That's probably the way we're going to go. But yeah, I've got no issue with it at all. I think Stockley's done well and I think Connor can be that sort of workhorse around him to get the little nod downs. And, and when he's in the box and he has a chance, more often than not, he's uh, he's scored. So yeah, Chucks is a miss, but but Connor's a good replacement for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how, how much of a... Or, or do you consider it, Nath, a drop down, uh, Anike? I mean, you know, with no Anike in the side, how much will we miss him even with... The likes of Connor coming back in because I mean he is our talisman for me. I think Jaden does provide that aerial presence up top, and and as Tom says, hopefully knockdowns and the like that that will ask Connor to try and feed off. But I mean, how much of a of a big miss will Chucks be because he makes us tick? Yeah, of course he does. With Chucks, he's obviously very influential in the way that we play. He's a very powerful striker, and him and Jaden proved that um, on the physical presence in the last couple of games. But I think with Connor, you're getting a different sort of player. You're not going to have to go direct because I think the last time we played Connor up front and we were going too direct, he got hauled off at half-time, which wasn't his fault. But uh, I think it'll be interesting as well with Jake not playing if he puts Matt Smith in because I know Ronnie and uh, Connor will probably do a lot better in the team when we've got someone of Matt Smith's sort of his range of passing in terms of passing through the third. So I think it'll be a good... I think it's a good change. I think the only thing that frustrates me sometimes when you have the likes of Jaden and Chucks up there, it becomes too easy to go too long. Um, it becomes more of a, 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 a more appealing option, shall we say, when under pressure to go that and make that direct pass instead of trying to get out of tight areas and play, which we all know that we can. Um, so I think it it will work well. I think it, uh, Connor's movement is probably one of his biggest assets. Um, so I think it's going to be good to see him and I agree with Tom he has considering the amount of goals he scored he has become that sort of forgotten man because the hype's been and rightly so on Chucks and obviously the impact that Jaden's had because Jaden has brought something that we've not had for a long long time in terms of that physical presence up front Um, I was thinking back to Mackinac then but then I was going to hit myself because I know that wasn't the case but just that presence we had up front. We haven't had it for a while, but but I, I think it's going to be a, a time now for Connor to come in and do well. If he comes in and does well, then it's, you know, Chucks has got to start on the bench again. And then it's, you know, the pendulum swings the other way, if you want to put it like that. But 
um, I think it'll be a, g- a good opportunity for Connor to to show what he's made of because I think he can play a good part in the team. Mm. Now, obviously, our defensive problems have been uh, well highlighted. Uh, well, pretty much oh, the majority of the season, unfortunately, ever since we've lost uh, the, the two main men to injury. And like I said, we're, we're hearing injury update uh, after the break from uh, from Lee Bayer. But, um, you know, last time out away from home with, with, with uh, Jason Pierce and Deji Oshelaja at the back, we kept a clean sheet. We looked tight. We didn't make the mistakes we've made. But obviously, Saturday, we made a mistake 30 seconds in with, with with Deji. So now, I mean, everyone was so delighted that Boya named an unchanged side before kickoff against Sillingham. And 30 seconds later, they were like, oh, shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, which way do you think you go with this on, on Saturday, Tom? Do you, do you keep that defence again? Does Gunter come back into the middle? Do, you know, what, what what's the decision you'd make if you were in Lee Boya's shoes? I'd keep it the same again. Um, I was someone who who had called for the, the same back four, not necessarily the same starting 11. Uh, that wasn't where I was pleased about the the side on Saturday. But for me, that back four um, needs to stay the same. And, and yes, there was a mistake for the goal yet again, but I would just keep it the same for, for maybe three or four more weeks now um, because they need time to play in. And, and yes, Akin is now fit and getting minutes into him, but you don't want to rush him back. Um, so for me, you keep it the same. Uh, you know, Purrington towards the end and for that third goal, there were people questioning him, but... Again, he had had two solid games before that and had deserved to get back into the side. Um, and you just can't keep switching it around because, look, mistakes at the moment with us are going to happen irrespective of whether you change them or not. And we've spent, what, eight, nine, ten weeks trying to work out what the issue is and trying to come up with answers. We haven't found them. Boya hasn't found them. So for me, you just keep that consistency there now and, and just play them all for a bit and yes Martin has has done some good things but he's also had some poor games so I don't think he can you know deserves or commands a place in the starting 11 same with Famo coming back yes we we're all excited about him coming back but you know there's nothing to say that he isn't going to play himself into a mistake when he comes back either um, so for me you keep it as it is keep that back four keep that consistency do it for three or four weeks in a row and if you're not seeing a difference by then that's the point to maybe start to look at changes but I, I just for me a back four if they're fit and they're they're playing consistency they will play themselves into form and I don't think two games in a row is enough of a sample size for us to judge this lot and say they're not doing it um, so yeah that's what I would do but I'm not Boya so and, and he's like to change things around um, a lot this season so it wouldn't surprise me if if things are changed but for me, you'd be going the same back four for at least three more games and then assess it then. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, let's have a look at Fleetwood. Uh, Simon Grayson taking over as manager, I think, towards the end of last month, uh, replacing Joey Barton, who, well, probably did what Joey Barton normally does and uh, is no longer at the club. Um, yeah, decent manager. I think, obviously, it's, it's early days for him, but they did have that big 3-1 win against Doncaster a couple of weeks ago. Got beaten uh, down at Plymouth. That is a long journey um, last weekend. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 a ground we I think we got beat last time we went there. I remember Chad Evans scoring a goal for for Fleetwood when we were struggling with uh, with, with Carlin Grant gone, and I think um, Lyle Taylor was suspended or something at the time. Um, it's 
aside probably underachieving this year, which is a word that's been thrown about actually quite a bit uh, last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, Fleetwood sitting down in 16th. Nathan, it's a tough test. Um, I mean, we saw they gave us a real good game at the Valley uh, coming back from 3-2. They, they don't have Ched Evans anymore. He's gone to uh, Preston North End for the rest of the season. So not quite the same uh, lineup. But we saw they have some pretty decent players. And, and Boya highlighted Josh Morris, who who's uh, involved for them when we tried to sign during... Uh, he was he got as far as coming down, didn't he, uh, uh, during the, uh, the, the the transfer window, and it didn't go through in the end. So, you know, they have got some good players in that side. Yeah, they have. I thought when they come up, um, when they come and play this at our ground, I thought they'd be a lot higher up in the league uh, than they would. Um, and like you were saying, they've lost Evans, they've lost um, Paul Coots. Um, you know, he's a good, experienced player, and they had a, some good players at this level. Um so, yeah, I was surprised um, that they're not really <clears throat> doing as well as they could have, or they can do, rather. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a tricky game as far as I'm aware. Is this the ground where they play Captain Pugwash? Well, hopefully we won't find out again yeah. on Saturday. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it really irritates me, that does. I don't know why. Uh, nothing against Captain Pugwash, but it's just really irritating. Reminds me of Palace fans for some reason. I don't know why. It's probably why it irritates me. Uh, but, yeah, no, they've, they've, they've got some good players and we're going to have to be on our A game. And I think the problem is, is going back to what Tom was saying about the defence, I agree completely because if we keep changing it, A, you look desperate. And the other thing is, is every time, you know, when there was times where we Bowie was playing people out of position, people going, oh, play people where they, you know, play a left-back at a left-back, right-back at a right-back. Now we've got two centre halves. Why are we go- why are we going to just play a right back and then a centre midfielder? It just doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, they made mistakes. Yeah, of course they do. They did. But apart from that, the cut the, the second goal was a worldie, just like most of the Rochdale ones, the the Quado Bar ones. And then the third one, we just backed off a little bit. But if you're dropping people for every mistake they make, you're going to be dropping. That means we should drop Chucks. How many chances Chucks missed? I know he's done amazing. But so you've you've got to try and weigh it up. But because they're the last line of defense, defense, pardon the pun, then um, you can't just drop them every time they make a mistake. Otherwise, every single game will be nil nil, and then a different eleven will be every every different week. So, um, but yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. But again, it's a game that on paper we should win. But as we know from Saturday, games aren't won on paper, and. Um, we're going to have to give as good as we can get. But in terms of how we line up, I have no idea. That's the beauty of it, I guess. Excellent, excellent insight there, Nathan. Thank you. (laughs) Right, let's have a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we've got some of your tweets and emails to come. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow And you look at me and I understand Yeah, it's a look I used to know Good ball out here on the right-hand side of Smith. Smith, ball into the box. And he can out for it! Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right-hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview looking ahead to Saturday's trip up to Highbury. Take on uh, Fleetwood Town. Captain Pugwash Merchants, as uh, uh, Nathan the Cabin Boy was uh, was, was calling him there. Um, right, let's have a look at some tweets and emails. Obviously, we had quite a lot of discussion that came in uh, during the week and I asked, uh, you know, I invited people to continue to get involved looking ahead to the game and to have their say on the, the whole uh, situation at the club at the moment. Um, Craig just uh, sent a tweet in actually saying we have to be ready from the first minute without Chucks uh, we have to rely on uh, on the others, so we need to we need them to step up. I'd take a scrappy at one nil, please. Charlton Yard, take that uh, as well. We got some emails in as well. Colin says, uh, "Negative fans, uh, can everyone just get behind the players? Yeah, we're a bit hit and miss, but uh, at times. But keep the faith and believe. Come on, uh, you addicts, uh, our time is." Coming, uh, so Colin's uh, finding saying that some people have been too negative at the moment. Phil says, "Hi guys, important to get three week uh, three points this week uh, as we've slipped down the table since our defeat against Gillingham. Not sure why Lee Boyer uh, chose the DJ option to replace Jake Forster Kasky last week. I would have thought that Matt Smith or Morgan uh, may have been the better option and left Shinny on the right uh, where he's been playing well. Expect to see Jaden and Ronnie starting up front." Uh, which I feel may bring Ronnie into the game more. Let's hope uh, we have uh, finally conceded the last of the super goals and our opponents have to uh, start relying on creating chances. Yeah, interesting uh, that 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 decision, Tom, that Bo made to to replace Jake Forstikaski when he got injured the other day with uh, uh, dialing Jai Simi um, and, and, and sort of move things about a bit. I mean, in, particularly that he mentioned, you know, Matt Smith hasn't really been involved yet since he's come in. So I, wonder, I, I do wonder if we'll see him Saturday. I mean, would you would you have him starting? Yeah, I, I won't pretend to know a huge amount about him, but when Jake got injured on Saturday, I thought that would be the the obvious choice to replace him. Um, and look, I like Jesse, I mean, I know what he's about, and he's a good player, but it, it did change the the shape a little bit. Um, and I thought that again goes back to that consistency point that I talked about. That when once you start changing things up, particularly that that stage in the game, it to kind of adjust everything and I thought you know it wasn't like we were in a rhythm anyway because we'd already gone 1-0 down but and I can't remember what the score was at that point um, but it wasn't like you know we were 3-0 up and in a rhythm and that got ruined or anything like that but yeah I was disappointed and I think we've got we've got enough players in the middle there um, that we've probably got two in every position now and it goes back to when the, the transfer window closed and obviously I said what I said about Johnny but I said the positives were that across that midfield You've got like for like in the positions for a flat four four two, possibly a diamond. Although as we spoke about earlier, I'm not entirely sure who fills that number ten. But Smith comes with a, with a good reputation and is someone that I remember watching when we played them in the cup, the first game was it the uh, league cup right at the start of the season, and I commentated, so I was there. 
obviously haven't seen a lot of live games this season, but I remember him from that game and thinking what a good player he was. Um, although they had about four Smiths on the pitch, I think. So I think I'm thinking of the right one. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see him come in. Definitely, I, I think he could be good. You've got him, you've got Albie, you've got Shinny. You've got a lot of creativity in the, the middle of the park now. And I think, uh, yeah, we want to make the most of that. And so, yeah, Smith is one who hasn't really had enough minutes for me. But again, it might just be Boya just you know, keeping an eye on him, protecting him. Um, but you can't protect him all season at some point. You've got to chuck him in and see what happens. So, yeah, I'd like to see him get given a go at the weekend for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's one of our loanees as well. And uh, another thing that Bo mentioned during uh, press day today was that, that we're hoping to get one of those loanees turned into a permanent. Remember a couple of weeks ago, he said one or two he, he'd like to look at. Today, he sort of said, well, it's only likely to be one. Um, and, and he said he hoped to do it before the weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which one would you would you like to see, Nathan? If we could turn one of our loanies, I guess you have to be realistic as well. Which one do you think realistically would be the would be the one to go for? Um, I mean, if well, if you ask me the question, well, back at the early part of the season, I probably would have said Akin because I thought um, I thought he was just he come he was doing so well, um, but I think. I mean, looking at the others, some of them are probably a little bit unrealistic, to be fair, in terms of fees that are probably going to be demanded. But um, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll stick with Akin. I just think he's brought a Saint different. I think we've missed him. It's pretty obvious that we have, along with Ryan. Um, but yeah, I'll go with um, I'll go with Akin. Um, I hope it is. I don't know if it will be, but I hope it is. But he's mm. not been fit, so it's going to be unlikely that we're going to. Unless he proves yeah, he's fitness. I, I don't think that falls into what I would say was a realistic one as well. I, I just wonder if Norwich <laughs> will still see him as a, uh, a as a, a as a you know a player with potential for them. So it's not going to be Martin, is it? On loan from Chelsea, and it won't be Smith because he's on loan from Arsenal. So and it's not going to be Miller because he's on loan from Liverpool again. Probably a prospect. Uh, imagine there's wages to in, in play there as well. So by process of elimination, Stockley Championship side still got another year on his contract. Would he be willing to drop down? At this stage, probably not. So by the process of elimination, it's Andrew Shinney, isn't it, Tom? I mean, is that a player that you'd like to see kept on? I've, I've liked what he's done with us so far. He was in Team of the Week on, on Saturday, despite the fact we lost him and Miller. Yeah, I don't know how he's got in there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think I've been really impressed with him. And, and he's another one that, when I talk about performances have improved recently, even if results haven't been that consistent, the performance, the uptake or improvement in performances has definitely been since he returned from injury. And he was one that I think we spoke about in the early part of him coming back where we said, you know what, he wasn't someone that when he was out, we were talking a lot about, but actually now he's back. We, we've realised how much we've missed him. Um, I've been really impressed with him. I, I'd love to see him sign on a permanent. So if it is him, I'd be pleased. And also Stockley. I, I don't think Stockley's beyond the realms of possibility. Um, as you say, it would be a step down for him. But if he gets on well here and he continues to put in the performances he is and Thomas is ready to, you know, to stretch and, and pay the money in the summer. I, you know, I don't think he's going to cost millions and millions to get. Now, it's obviously going to have to be, he's going to have to splash a little bit, but the, the salary cap will be gone by then. And I don't think it's unrealistic. Um, and, and I would take, based on the few performances I've seen so far from him, I would take both of those two. So, yeah, if it is one of those, I'd be delighted. Um, obviously, if it was one of the other three from the, the Premier League clubs, I, I'd be delighted as well. But you're right. I think that's, 
slightly more unrealistic, despite the fact that the wage cap's gone and, and Thomas is, is keen to spend. So, yeah, either of them I'd be happy with. Yeah, I just think that the difference in wages between a championship striker and a League One striker, I mean, the, 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 I, I can't see us matching what, what, what Preston would play for a striker and therefore, it, you know, why would why would Jaden want to drop drop wages just to play for us? That's what, you know, currently we'd be paying a percentage of his wages, wouldn't we? So it'd be on the same money, I imagine. Um, right, let's have a look at some more emails as well that came in. That was from Phil. Cheers, Phil. Clive says, uh, Dear Louis, uh, there is an unrealistic expectation of what can be achieved this season. I'm sure that much of this comes from the enthusiasm brought in by Thomas Sangard. It's great that he has enthusiasm, but top six was never achievable this season and we need to accept that we were by far the better side against Gillingham they got some wonder goals we hit the woodwork again uh, we get a player sent off for doing something that every manager would expect from a player I wonder how long the great Leeds trio of Bremner, Charlton and Hunter would stay in the pitch these days probably no point in them even coming out of the dressing room uh, if uh, before arrival of Thomas Sangard we'd been told that we would have been safe from relegation this season we would have taken it if we would uh, had been told that we'd finished top half we would have been ecstatic uh, we should be very thankful that we even exist we need to stop behaving like the sulky school children and be very happy with 12th or better next season we can reasonably expect sixth but not necessarily this season i remember when we were in the premiership and we decided that alan kerbishley could not take us any further what a disastrous decision that turned out to be have we not learned our lesson patience and our full support is what's needed not knee a jerk tantrums let's grow up a bit uh, that's from clive would you make would you make of that nafe i mean obviously clive's looked at the the situation as a as a whole you know there's one thing i mean i mean thomas i've noticed he's been on the not the top 20 podcast which is a good podcast that looks at the whole of the football league uh today and i haven't heard it yet because it only came out just before we've started recording but some of the quotes just you know he, thomas is referring to you know another season in league one as being the worst case scenario but that's not him saying you know it's a disaster he's saying it's the worst case scenario that's what it is because the best case scenario is getting promoted if we have if we have to stay down another year because we have had these things that have left us you know falling behind whether it be the fact that we had an embargo and, and the wage cap and we've made mistakes defensively uh then, then so be it and, and have another run at it next season yeah of course i think um obviously the best case scenario for everyone is for us to get promoted i don't think anyone's saying that um and i agree with clive i think if we sit back and reflect and do look at it that you know um we would have been grateful when we didn't have any players, of course. But I think the difficulty is now is that we, we've we got some good players and you, we've got a bit of depth and I just don't think we're performing, um, you know, to, to match our potential. But then you've got ifs and buts about injuries and squads and, you know, errors. and But that's football. Um, ultimately, the you know, the best teams will get promoted and at the moment we're not one of the best teams. So... It's going to be, I understand where he's coming from and I think, I don't think it's going to be disastrous if we don't go up, um, depending that, you know, what, what I'm sure they would have talked about budgets already for next season and I'm sure Bowyer and Steve Gallagher will have something in mind because it is going to be another rebuilding process because all the loans we got, but at least now they've got time and the budget that they know that they're going to have and they can do it properly and really build it because... It does a look a you know the squad does look a bit to be patched up you know we had Madison join and then leave, um, so yeah I don't think it's going to be the worst case so I, I you know I agree with a lot of Clive's points on that one. 
Excellent stuff. Right, final email comes from Ryan. Hi, Louis and the team. The bottom line is if at the start of the season you would have told me where we would be now, I would have bitten your hand off. Uh, Bayer rushed a few sign-ins to get some bodies through the door. Uh, Washington and Gilby are not good enough, but at the time they were our only chance. The only criticism I would have is that he should have tried to bring in a permanent centre-back knowing that Fameway is going at the end of the year unless he is confident of keeping him. Uh, he says Deji is a League 2 standard centre-back at, uh, at best and Pierce is just not the man he used to be. Uh, we are overachieving in the sense that we cannot pull a team together on a wage cap. Uh, we cannot compare to Chris Powell's season when he brought in a whole new squad. Look at where those players went. Dale Stevens to a Premier League club. Michael Morrison stayed in the Championship. Jan the man was just unreal and Bradley Wright Phillips uh, carried on playing at a decent standard. We had a decent loans and Leon Court as cover. We had Royce Wiggins and Chris Solly. That team was too good for League One in very different times. We have to stick with Boyer in my opinion. Sangard needs to stick by him and make it public we need to get our expectations in check and build for the future with a manager who at least has a vested interest honestly who could we get that was much better at this time typical of the throwaway society we live in today that's from ryan nibs he says much love beaver cheers ryan for your email right um just before we have another break actually let's just hear some injury updates on uh, some of those players we've been missing uh, recently the likes of uh, Ryan Innes uh, and Akin Fainwo involved here as well but Lee Bayer first of all was asked uh, about Jake Forstakowski who have, uh, was of course withdrawn uh, during that defeat against Gillingham on Saturday um, he's got a slight hamstring um, but not too bad so he'll be out here Mr. Weekend but he won't be out too long that's cool. Um, good news with Ryan Innes. Uh, looks like the, the from the scan was clear and uh, he can step up the training. Is there a time scale on that before he can be active, or is that you got to play it by ear? No, we've got to play it by ear a little bit because um, obviously the scan that the specialists are saying now he can step it up. He can obviously run fast. So he's been jogging for weeks, the poor lad. <laughs> but um, but now we can step it up on, on the running side of things. He can start to kick balls now. Obviously, short distances is just a build-up thing there, Terry. So, he's got another scan in two weeks. So, then after that, we're hoping that um, that he can then crack on properly and, and maybe be in and around us not long after that. So, uh, that's the plan going forward. Uh, with, with Ryan, so... Um, the most important thing is that now we can step him up a little bit, so which is moving in the right direction. Uh, you, you played uh, Akin now in a couple of uh, under twenty three games, and you've, you've Albie Morgan and Alex Gilby in there as well. Um, are they close to being included in the squad now? First team squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Akin obviously he's done a sixty and a seventy uh, around that sort of time, so. Um, I was at the game on Monday and he done well, come through it well. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're looking to put him in the squad now and um, he's not too far away. So, well, uh, probably a bit too soon for him to start games. But, uh, yeah, he will be in and around us now.
ball again and Gunter doing exactly that. Almost gets the ball off the loop. He doesn't know where it is. Williams picks it up. And AK in the box. Can he touch it as Swartz? He can! He yes, First goal for the Addicts, and it's a stormer. What a finish from the new boy. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Um, we heard there just before the break uh, the injury updates uh, for for Jake and for Akin. So you know Akin probably going to be on the bench on Saturday. Uh, Ryan's still a couple of weeks away, but making process. Jake, uh, well, well, we'll see what happens with him, but not not going to be around Saturday by the sounds of it. Now, um, something else uh, that Bay was asked about today during press day was our home form, which hasn't been uh, very good. We're winless in six now at the Valley. Lee was asked why he thinks that is. Um, and uh, I guess if, if there's a way to turn it around. I think we've just got to keep trying to do the right things, Terry. I think that let's take into account that every shot that someone's having at the moment seems to be going in. Um, the Valley, the, the weekend, two very good finishes, the, the first two goals. Um, the second one, is he ever going to do that again? The left back, probably not. I bet he's never ever done it before and he's, he'd never do it again. So, like a few times now, I've, I've said that, that everything people seem to be hitting at the moment seems to be going in. So, if, if you take Rochdale when we played him at home, that saw four goals in the first half, they had four shots and four great goals. Um, and then the odd mistake here and there that, that we've made, uh, like individual errors, then it it's cost us, you know. So, but if we wasn't creating chances, if we wasn't playing well, then I'd be more worried. Um, there's not really much we're doing wrong. If you if you go back to the weekend, then obviously the first two goals and the sending off. So, um, but we have to address that and we have to keep doing the right things. The players know that. We know that. So, we know that we have to go on a run. There's no getting away from that. And that's that's not just going on a run away from home. We have to win at home as well. So, uh, but I don't think the pitch helps us a bit, if I'm honest. Um, it's our groundsmen are doing everything they can. But it's just, it's been difficult. It's, it's not a very good playing surface. And obviously we're a side that, that looks to, to, uh, to, to play football. So, um, when when we went to Rochdale the other day and they had a, a newly laid pitch, I think um, you could tell that that suited us better. But that's the that's the the hand we're dealt now. That's the, the the circumstances that we have to face and we have to get around that. So, um, but yeah, it's a couple of things that that could be better, but we have to adapt. Which I use that word a lot here. <laughs> There you go. Adapt and uh, and find a way, and um, and we will. I have no doubt. We're, we're we're not doing much wrong, and we've just got to carry on doing that. Well, there we go. So I mean, all sorts of things mentioned there. The pitch was was one of those, and some bad luck in. Uh, in some of those goals we've conceded as well, but um, you know the, the the main whichever way you look at it, Tom, we we've not been good enough at home and. We, 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 you know, as Bo said, we, we, we're doing okay on the road recently, three wins out of our last four, but that means nothing if we're not backing it up at home. And he has to find that winning formula soon. 
Yeah, and it's not just a Charlton problem. I think home uh, points are down pretty much across the board, aren't they? And, and teams tend to be doing better away. But I think as well, it it does sound a little like we're bigging ourselves up here. But at League One level, you look at some of the, the clubs and places that you go to, the Valley is a big stadium. Um, and yes, it hasn't been full for a number of years, apart from the odd game. But, you know, there's a good atmosphere there. And we we do score a lot of late goals when the fans are kind of, you know, dragging the team through. You think of that Wimbledon game before Christmas. Uh, yes, it was only one game, but we were, we were down and struggling. And, and the, the team, you know, rallied round. But a huge part of that was the fans in there. And you know, both me and if sit in the north stand in the in the lower, and I'm sure he'll agree that the atmosphere down there, particularly in second half, when we're chasing the game, we're trying to get back into it. You you really do feel like you're making a difference. So I think that has played a part, but that's not the only thing. You know, the the mistakes and the issues they're all kind of there for for people to see. I do think the pitches have been an issue as well, and of course, again, it's the same for both teams. But we play a certain brand of football where we do need a, a relatively smooth surface. And it's no surprise that, you know, the games that we've lost recently, particularly, have been on, on particularly bad pitches. And I thought the Valley looked a little bit cut up on on Saturday. I know the ground staff did an amazing job just to get the game to go ahead. So it's no criticism of them. But as Nave mentioned in an earlier answer, you did find us going long naturally to Stockley and Anike. And I think that's partly down to the types of players they are, but also down to the fact that when we were trying to pass it through the middle, we were having issues with the pitch. So... I think there are a lot of factors behind it. Um, it's just an unusual season overall. And I think when we come to review this season in May or whenever it is that it actually finishes, we will kind of chalk it up to hopefully a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, so, yeah, there's a number of issues there. But going away from home, hopefully our recent form will give the, the players confidence to think that they can go out there and get a result. I don't know what Fleetwood's pitch looks like at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, our away form speaks for itself. It is good, and and that should hopefully give them confidence. Mm. Now, Tom Tom's mentioning an a, an unusual season there, Nath, and there is one mm. thing that I've wanted to talk about all week, and it happened in League One, so I'm taking it. Referee Darren Drysdale going head to head with uh, Alan Judge of Ipswich Town. Now, it, um, first things first, the most important thing, and we have to remember this, is that that was really funny. So that's fine. That's that's probably what we need a bit more of. But I mean. As a ref, and I know some people say the players give it all, they should be able to take it back. But sh- I don't know. I don't know what your thought is, Neff. But Neff. But as a ref, surely, <laughs> surely you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, either proper headbutt or nothing. Mate, I, I I think it's absolutely amazing. I think, and it made it even better that it was a diver. So I reckon a new rule: if you dive, you can get a nut by the blood like by the ref. You know, I think it's. I think it was good. I think it was hilarious. Like if we all, if we get off the old political bandwagon and go, oh yeah, but you should be trying, you know, a moral responsibility. Listen, we're human, and it's not like Darren Drysdale has just literally just gone up to a random player and just headbutted him. You know what I mean? He's probably been given the verbal all game. <laughs> he's been diving all over the show. He probably took the Mickey out of his bald head and his beard, and he's thought, I tell you what, that's enough's enough. I'm gonna nut you here. And luckily for Judge, you know, he didn't, didn't, you know, get a proper Glaswegian kiss there. But, um, yeah, he shouldn't be doing it. But was it funny? Yes. Would I like to see it again? Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, just have a punch up on the pitch would be quite funny. Yeah. But all right, so nah. all right, Tom, I'll ask you. So ne- next time <laughs> Bo gets really annoyed, right, with, with a decision, we saw he got booked on on Saturday, didn't he, for for moaning at the referee? He, he go went right up to the fourth official, shouts in his face. If the fourth lands a nut right square on on Bo's nose, smashes it into pieces, are we all laughing it off then, or are we going? Oh, he's probably overstepped the line there. I think both. I'm going to laugh. I mean, obviously he's overstepped the line, but. You know, that happens in all walks of life. You can't tell me across offices across London there isn't the occasional scrap between people who just get a little too excited. And, of course, it's inappropriate and shouldn't happen, and I'm sure it's dealt with, but it doesn't stop it being funny at the time. I mean, any of us in our office, if we saw someone, I don't know, lump a manager, we'd find it funny, even if we knew it was wrong. So I found it amazing to see, because obviously their whole thing is about keeping their composure and their discipline. So... To see one of them lose it like that, that was funny. Um, so, yeah, I, obviously the correct answer is no, I don't want to see it. But if a referee went up to uh, to Bowyer and headbutted him, you'd have to laugh, wouldn't you? A brave man if he does do it, that's for sure. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, let's uh, let's get more referees headbutting uh, playing staff and managerial staff then. <laughs> that, that's, that's what Charlton Live's official stance is. Right, um, just the last one we're going to talk about on, on the pod. Again, it was something that Bo was asked about uh, in press day today. So I thought I'd bring up Ronnie Schwartz, uh, you know, came into us having not really played a great deal of football uh, this season. Bo was asking how, how he's doing now with catching up with his uh, match fitness. Uh, Ronnie's getting there, yeah. Yeah, he's getting there. I think he started a couple of games here and there as well, so he's looking sharper. The one thing that stands out with, with me, with Ronnie, is his finishing. Like, it's, he's a very, very, very good finisher. So, if he gets a chance, then uh, I like to think that he'd probably score. Um He's definitely one of them strikers that one in two chances he, he will score one of them. Uh, where other strikers in this division, they might need three or four chances, you know. Um, that's that's the one thing that stands out for me with Ronnie. But regarding his fitness, he's getting fitter, he's getting sharper. So, um, so yeah, he's starting to catch up now. There we go. So both saying that, that Ronnie's getting there, getting closer. Um, yeah, uh, he, he's a man who we expect to keep his composure in front of goal when he get when he gets his chances. We've only really seen. I think I've seen him have what two or three chances. One of which he scored against Rochdale. One of which he had uh, a goal that was given offside um, incorrectly. I think that might have been against Swindon, but I can't remember exactly. And then he hit the post in in a game as well early on. Um, so every time we've seen him with a chance or half chance, he's either scored. Or, or, or made the keeper work when he, when he pushed it onto the post nave. So, you know, I mean, he, he could be a, a very valuable player to bring off the bench on Saturday, particularly if we, if we need a goal late on. Um, you know, Matt Smith feeding him could, could give us that one chance we need to find a late goal. Yeah, of course. I think, um, I think with Ronnie, I, the goal he did score uh, against Accrington, wasn't it? It just showed that bit of quality. And I think you, it's not all about where, well, obviously, his main job is to obviously put the ball in the net, but it's his build-up play as well. I think it was the same game in Accrington. There were little touches around the corner, the little, um, you know, the hold-up play. I think he brings a lot. And I think you can see that he has that quality. And um, it's just a case of, yeah, just getting him up to speed, really. Um, but we've still got to remember, we've still got a lot of games left. And um, we've got a lot of games in a short period of time so I think his time will come um, and I think, still think he'll get a few more um, it'll be interesting to see how he settles because again another thing we've got to think about is that he's a good player but I don't know if he's 
his family is still over in Denmark, so he's probably living here on his own, probably either with another player or in a hotel or on his, you know. So I think there's loads of factors really, but I think you can see there's a player in there and it's just getting him up to speed and then and then I think he'll do wonders for us, I really do. Lovely stuff. Right, we're running out of time now on the, the big match preview then. So um, just just turning back to Fleetwood, let's have a look at some uh, predictions for the game. Tom, how do you think it's going to go up against the COD army? Uh, Desmond. Desmond, yeah, better than nothing. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. will that, is that part of a run if we get that? Is, does that start it or is that not? I haven't said which Desmond yet. So uh, it might not be Desmond 2-2. Might, it might, might be Desmond 4-0 away win. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'll make, I'll make that decision on Sunday. Lovely stuff. Nathan, how do you see it again? I'll go 3-2 to Charlton. Excellent stuff. The start of the run is finally here. Right, we've uh, run out of time on this week's uh, Big Match Preview. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you to Nathan and to Thomas for getting involved. Cheers, Cheers, boys. And uh, I've been Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Fleetwood. Hopefully it will be the start of a run. Uh, You can't really tell that straight away at full time because then you have to check the next game. But hopefully hopefully it'll be three points. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.